Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. Appreciate you listening. Um, Add sinus surgery like a week and a half ago, so... If I, if I don't sound 100% right, that's what's going on, but uh, getting better. I'm pretty close. Uh, so tonight we have uh, three guys from the Oklahoma Kayak Anglers. They were on Admore, Ardmore City Lakes. There was 74 anglers, and uh, yeah, they had a great day, so I'll go ahead and bring them on. We have, starting order here, Josh Barlow, Chris Kobza. Is that right, Kobza? Well, there he is. Chris Kobza, right? You nailed it. Thank you. All right. And Brent Wilson. Wilson, that's easy. Who looks just like my Uncle Mickey and is kind of freaking me out. I wish I had a picture to put it up. If I knew how to do it with StreamYard, I would do it because you need to look at my Uncle Mickey Nicholson because y'all are like twins. He might be like 50 years older than you, but yeah. All right. So thanks for being on the show, guys. How y'all doing? Good, yeah, good. Thanks. Good. All right, so uh, I'll go ahead and go over the numbers here because they were pretty crazy. Uh, Josh, you had 98 inches. Like, blue with, yeah, Chris, you had 91 three-quarter, and Brent, 90 and a half. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great day for y'all still. Everybody in the 90s is amazing anywhere in the country. Uh, we'll start with you, Josh, man. Tell everybody who you are. Uh, I'm Josh Barlow from Oklahoma City, uh, born and raised uh, just kind of grew up fishing around here, ponds and stuff like that, and always wanted a bass boat and got into uh, kayaking and found it to be more enjoyable than being a bass boat. So, uh, you know, I've always just kind of 
had a knack for it. And when I found out, hey, I can fish and make a little bit of money every now and then, I jumped on the OKA. Got my butt whooped a lot in the beginning, but uh, you know, uh, I know I, I know for sure Brent has, and I think probably Chris has taken my money a time or two. So uh, you know, it just how it goes sometimes but uh i mean that's where i'm where i'm from uh what i do uh i've thought about doing some more national stuff but mostly it's just been local local that's me well you're on a roll now might have to sign up for the hobie i know they yeah. have a, a few more openings i, I saw today. oh they do yeah that i think today uh aj posted there was six openings so you can see really? yeah I got yeah, in from the way right back. <laughs> yeah. From you follow, I, I got in from the wait list there. So yeah, I looked up. Okay. Chris, how about you, man? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Dan. I'm Chris Kobza. I'm from Norman. I'm an Oklahoma native, grew up an hour away from here. And like anybody that, that is watching this or listening to this, I've been obsessed with fishing my whole life. Um, I actually started my tournament days as a co angler on a couple different Oklahoma City Clubs, did a couple, couple of the Bass Opens, and uh, started fishing with OKA. This is my second full season. I had done a few tournaments before that. I'd tell you what, there's there's nothing like kayak angling and the competitiveness and the amount of, of creativity and intuitive needed intuitiveness needed to be successful at this sport. I don't I don't know that I'll ever go back to a boat. I I. I think this is just second to none, and I have a freaking blast. I'll tell you, Josh has taken my my money a lot more than I've taken his, so it's it's an honor to be up on the stage with these guys. They're both some sticks. I'm the same way. Like people make, oh, why won't you just get a bass boat? I came from a bass boat. I'm I'm not going back. Like until my legs give out or I just get so fat and I can't do it anymore because I eat too much. Like one of the two, and then I'll just get it tighten again. But uh. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I'm never going back. Brent, how about you? Or Uncle Mickey? I'll just go with Brent, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know <laughs> Uncle Mickey yet. All right. Uh, Dan, can you hear me okay? Because my internet's yeah, kind of cutting in and out. Okay. Uh, I'm Brent Wilson. I started the Oklahoma Kayak Anglers back in 2012, and I've just kind of been along for the ride ever since. Got the ball rolling, and there's been a lot of good guys to keep it going after me. I uh, started kayak fishing in college, just uh, couldn't take my old junker boat to college with me. So I stored a kayak in my kitchen and my wife got one too. So we both put it in our little apartment in the corner and kayak fish through school. And then when I graduated, there wasn't a tournament trail in Oklahoma. So I helped get that rolling and I've kind of been involved with that ever since. And just happy to be here fishing with these guys still. Wow. So we got like the godfather of kayak fishing in Oklahoma. Exactly. All right, all right. I, I didn't know we were who I was talking to. I'm sorry, man. I, no, no, no more Mickey, Uncle Mickey stuff here. <laughs> all right. So first, I, I've never heard of Ardmore Count Ardmore City Lakes. What is what is that? Get somebody more kind of give me a layout. What what's happening with that? Uh, you cut out there. I didn't. Oh, did I? Uh, yeah, just Ardmore City Lakes. If somebody wants to talk about uh talk about it and how. Is it a bunch of lakes connected, or what? What is it? Uh, uh, there's not a bunch of lakes. They're not connected. There are four lakes in the Ardmore City area. Um, we had three of them that were you could fish. It was a Roadrunner style tournament, so you could go and fish oh, okay. three of the four. Um, 
there's Ardmore City Lake, there is Gene Neustadt Lake, and there was Lake Scott King. And uh, I fished Scott King. Uh, Chris, you fished Scott, Scott King too, right? And I think Brent definitely did. I know Brent did. I did. Uh, yeah. Well, that, so um, that's the best bike then, huh? It, it definitely showed out. Now, yeah. one thing that's interesting about about this tournament, you know, is a Roadrunner style. You could pick from any one of the three, and they're all relatively close to each other. Uh, two of them are only separated by, I think, a mile, a mile or two mm -hmm. miles. Um, they're small. They're, they're really small, and, and uh, Gene Newstat's the biggest by far, but Scott King and City Lakes are both. I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'll Google it here in a second, but I would guess several hundred acres, so not oh. large at they're, all. They're in the 250s. Yeah, and um, and so that, that was a big, you know, one of the, going back to the whole strategy of this game, it's like you've got three to pick from. You know there's going to be a, a bunch of guys. You know, you don't know until the last – last night or that morning, how many people are going to show up, yeah. but neither one of those lakes can hold 74 boats. And so there's, there's all of this, you know, this, uh, well, what if I show up to the ramp and there's 40 guys there, then what do I do? Yeah. And, and Scott King, I think a lot of folks knew that it was going to be definitely a contender. And a lot of us showed up, you know, five o'clock in the morning, there's already a line. And so is that's, that's kind of an interesting dynamic with this style tournament is, some of our other tournaments, you know, you got a big lake and you'll never see a, a boat the rest of the day. But these, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a war show. zone out there. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Cool. Uh, we we kind of like uh, Coleman. It's a city hour an hour from here is Coleman kayak anglers, and they kind of have the same deal where it's like little city lakes, and that's that. Those are fun, man. Those little city lakes like that, they they can be a lot of fun, and they're they're fun to like go practice on just like good lakes to have in your area. You know, yeah. if you happen to live there, they got the big bass in them. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. One, so, one thing uh, we didn't mention there was the Florida strains. Um, uh, they were in, uh, Ardmore city Lake and then, uh, Scott King, but there weren't any in Gene Nudstadt. And I think that's why when the guys go to those two and not Gene Nudstadt. So is it smallmouth too? I don't think I don't there's smallmouth in those. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are in different lakes in the area, oh, okay. but it's not a prominent thing for any of those lakes. Okay. I knew Oklahoma had smallmouth. I just didn't know which ones. Yeah, and actually one of the one of the better smallmouth fisheries in the state is is just down the highway, you know, fifteen or twenty minutes. Um, and it's a much larger state body of water, um, but it was not in limits for this tournament. Okay. Cool. So, uh, yeah, did every, everybody get to practice? Did you practice a weekend before? Or, yeah, I mean, did you know it was going to be up in the 90s? Is, is that something you're used to there? Uh, 90s is not uncommon uh, here in Oklahoma. Normally, your first place finisher through this, from the spawn through late fall is looking somewhere in the 90 to 95 range. Occasionally, we've had it. We've gone over 100 and... I think a couple of times, but for the most part, you know, if you want to cash a first place check, you're looking probably between 90 and 95 inches. We have some hammers out here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh yeah. We do. Are, are y'all still pre-spawn or is it just starting to be spawned now? Pre-spawn. Okay. Yeah. So no yeah, fishing yet? No, uh, I know some folks that practice were looking for them and, uh, you know, especially, Two of these lakes for sure have 
some pretty clear water, clear for Oklahoma. And I know several folks were out scouting and trying to look for beds, and it's still too early here. There were some cruisers, some buck mills up shallow, but, you know, I think when we got there in the morning, the water was in the upper 50s and maybe warm to lower to mid 60s during the day. Um, but up until the week before this, we'd, we'd still been down in the 40s. Um, we'd had a, a couple of cold fronts that have come through and really kept, really kept the water temps in check across the state. And so it was, you know, it took a, a warm day to get above 50 in a lot of lakes around here. So um, we're just now starting to get into the fun time, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So uh, what were these, what was, since y'all were all, all in the same lake, is it grass or, or rocky or uh, Oklahoma, I'm guessing, like, I think rocky, not a, not too much grass, you know? Brent, what kind of, what kind of reservoir would you call that? Oh, shoot, man. You're making me think about water again. I haven't worked at water yeah. in a while. Um, yeah. That's just a, it's not highlands. It's not lowlands. It's just a normal reservoir. I can't think of the name yeah. of it right now. There's some rocky bluffs and some flats with some pond weed. And um, there's coontail or what? What? No, not coontail. What's the, uh, what's the shoreline grass? Cattails. Reeds. Reeds, cattails, yeah. Thank you, yeah, Tulies, whatever you want. The reedy mm, things—they're all over. Yeah, there. I don't know what their specific name is, but yeah. Um, we had a longleaf pond weed out on the points that I was fishing, and that was some of the stuff that was growing out a little bit in the shallower water. And then I saw some coontail, and then there was a little bit of uh, skunk grass too. Mm. I couldn't remember what the shoreline yeah. stuff was. And lots yeah. of algae, <laughs> lots, lots of filamentous yeah. algae. Yep, there was indeed. So Brent, we'll start with you, man. How, how was your day? How did you catch them? And just uh, tell us all about your day. Okay. Uh, well, starting off, me and I, I took one of my friends with me, Jared Young. He's a former tournament director, too, for Beaver's Bend Kayak Classic, one of our large charity events we used to host. Got him to go with me, and we got a late start out of our hotel that morning. Ended up rolling up to Scott King, and I think I, th- I counted 34 kayaks on the water mm-hmm. and around the ramp before we took off. So I was a little nervous. And I thought about rolling out to somewhere else. I was like, oh, Ardmore is going to be just as busy. So I stayed there. Uh, got my kayak in, got it on the water. Couldn't get my electronics to fire up. I forgot some stuff on the boat. So I didn't have any electronics for that day. Just started the very first open area that was right next to me there on the bank. Uh, found a patch of rocks and started throwing a chatterbait on it and pulled a 17 and a quarter off of there. And just right there by the ramp, everybody was kind of clustered. So I rolled to another cove. Uh, the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I guess it was southwest from there that looked pretty good. I found some nice-looking grass and some rocks offshore, but no fish were there. And I kind of made my way back out to the main lake, and I saw one of the areas I for sure wanted to fish. A main lake point was open. So I beeline straight for that thing like as quick as I could. Uh, got there. There was a, a hump on it, and then uh, a lot of that 
uh, longleaf pondweed on top of it. So I threw my chatterbait through that. Didn't get any bites. I drifted over it three times. I couldn't believe it. So I, I drifted on the downward side and I had one fish slap at it. So I, I had to figure out about where I was on the lake, reposition myself. And I, without my electronics, that's a lot of fun. So I had to uh, find a jug and then a patch of grass. And then I looked back at me at the point and kind of angled my kayak where that bite came from. And I threw a crankbait in there and I caught a 12 and a half. So I was like, all right, there's still fish here. I haven't scared them all off. I was getting a little more comfortable. I took a shaky head and threw it in there. And I found a, like the top of the rock pile, like the mother load, uh, just on the first cast right there. And I got a 17 off of there. And my buddy Jared was coming up behind me. So I waved him over. And while I'm waving him over, I throw my shaky head back on top of the rock pile and I'm talking to him. And then I get a nice tick, set the hook, drag starts going out and it ends up being a 20 and a half. So I was super pumped for that. It's making all kinds of noises. Oh yeah. Come here, baby. <laughs> Got it in the boat. And then I, I stayed up to that rock pile for the rest of the day. I caught a whole bunch of 16s and 17s. Uh, this is the wind would turn on the fish would roll back up on that rock pile and they were pre-spawn they were waiting to come up on top of that flat uh, a lot of them had eggs inside of them i had eggs on my board uh, my buddy jared was fishing 10 feet beside me man and he just did not have any luck i don't know if he wasn't holding his mouth right but he didn't get a single fish right next to me i felt so bad for him but, um sat there and I, I should have looked at the scoreboard. I guess Josh put his fish up late, but I was like, nine and a half, that should put me in the top five. So I was waiting there, just trying to call out, hoping for another 18 or 19, and caught a couple more 17s, and that was time. So I go back to the ramp, and of course I run into Barlow as soon as I get there. I'm getting ready to unload <laughs> the kayak. And he's like, oh, I got 98. I was thinking, oh, man, I'm not even going to crack the top five. They're getting, somebody killed him besides me. That was That was my day. It was fun. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. I, now, I don't know if I like you feel bad because your buddy is not catching them, but you kind of feel like king of the universe because you're you're catching them. You know, like you got them figured out and he can't catch one. That's that's a, that's a weird feeling. It's it's a little bit of both. I yeah. mean, I've, I'd rather he would have caught something, especially when I get my five fish. I don't care anymore. I'm just happy I got five and I'm happy I'm at the lake and fishing a tournament, getting to see everybody. There you go. Chris, how about you, man? Well, um, I got there super early because I, I figured there was going to be a, a 34 boats at the ramp. And so I, I think I was fifth in line. Um, I didn't really have a plan, though, and I didn't practice. I'd been to the lake several times last year, and it was small enough that I felt like I could just go out there and fish. And so that was kind of my plan was I'm just going to go out there and fish. Had a couple spots that I really like, and so I figured I'd see what the crowd did and and try to find a spot where there wasn't as much pressure i, I don't like to be around people and so i kind of wanted to see where everybody went and uh me and me and a buddy of mine nicholas key who ended up finishing fourth we had we both kind of had our eyes set on the dam area and um to our surprise nobody went there i, I passed over the point that brent was fishing on that was one of the spots i'd planned on fishing there was another spot south of us that i'd wanted to fish and uh and nobody was going to the dam and so we looked at each other and said you know you gotta be kidding me and so we went straight there and waited for lines in and he he took the middle of the dam and went one way and i took the middle of the dam and went the other way and i started 
throwing a, a spinner bait and I was wanting to cover water immediately started getting hits, but I wasn't hooking up with anything. And he threw a crankbait in, you know, 50 yards down from me and he, he got a pretty good one really early. So we're like, okay, there's fish here. You know, we could hear blow ups. So I start covering water and I had, I had three or four fish slap or come unpinned short strike or something. And so I went back to where I started and I started throwing a fluke. And from there on, it was, it was lights out for about an hour. I, I had my limit probably within 35 minutes. And, um, I think that if I hadn't had to take time to, to bump my fish and take a picture and check the picture, I could have probably caught 15 or 20 fish. It was, it was every other cast there for, for a while. I had my limit. I had one pretty good one in the, in, in my stringer. I think I had a 19 and a quarter. Um, and so I was feeling good off to a really good start. You know, I just got to focus on culling the rest of the day. And so I start moving off away from the dam and I found this rock ledge that was next to really deep water, the deepest water in the lake. It's the same, same general structure as what, what Brent was on. We had, we had the deep pool of the lake, you know, just in front of us. And then he had his hump and then there was this rock ledge that kind of led into a flat. And I started fishing that rock ledge and I could tell that they, you know, that, that's what they were using to get up and feed on. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was weird. I know it's too early, but I swear to goodness, it was, it was a shad spawn bite for the first hour of the day. And then it just turned off. It was like, we were going, I know it wasn't shad spawn, but that's what it was like. We were getting fish left and right. And then there was just this time and it just stopped. And so I kept trying to recreate it. I fished the, the same stuff the same way, different stuff in the same way, and did that for about an hour without bites. And so I just pulled out the jig and started started going to work and was able to call up a couple uh, key fish, just kind of fishing that, that uh, ledge area. And I ended up going around and fishing the other spots that, that I had liked, that I fished in the past. And I caught a few fish here and there, but they were all, you know, the 13, 14 inch range. And so I think I got my last call at probably 11 o'clock in the morning. And it was really a pretty slow day for me after that. Okay. I did have another question. Y'all's entry fee is $57. That's the most specific entry fee I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> is that just PayPal fees, like to make it a round number or something? I think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Turn oh turn X yeah, okay yeah. I never seen ones fifty seven before. I had to ask about that. Well, it, it also includes that, like big that. bass too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Cool. Josh, how about you, man? Uh, man, I'm like opposite of Chris. Uh, my morning did not start out uh great at all. Um, I missed a couple of fish first thing in the morning. Um, I had a chance to practice uh the day before. Um, but I didn't make it out until like almost 11 o'clock. So I missed complete the completely the, the entire morning bite. When I got there, uh, for practice, I caught a fish on a point, a 19 incher that I just couldn't shake off. Like she set the hook on herself kind of thing. And it just happens, but I should have, you know, probably clipped a hook off or what have you, but you know, I was already late. I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything more specific or waste any more time. So, uh, got a, like a 19 in practice right off a point. Um, and then pretty much nothing on the points. Like I went and ran points and it's like, mm, nothing's here. Um, so I moved out. They've, they've got, uh, a lot of flats out there with, uh, dead pond weed on them right now. Just like clumps of dead pond weed. 
Um, and I started running flats and I did a little bit of power fishing at first, um, you know, running the jackhammer, the chatterbait, uh, bladed jigs, et cetera. And, uh, ran a swim jig, nothing, nothing biting power fishing at all. So, uh, I went and started throwing some plastics around on the grass and that was when I found them. Um, and so I kind of had that, I got like three or four or shook off three or four, um, in that time. And so I went and started looking for other patterns and kind of found them on uh, some bigger. I accidentally caught another a one in practice that was almost 20. Um, and it was just on the uh, edge of the grass flat, um, right at the first drop. Um, practice, the day of practice, uh, it was warm and the wind was out of the south and things were nice. And that night we had a cold front and rain that came through. And so going into it the next morning, I just... I, I had a little bit of history, but I, I tried to go in with an open mind, just like, Hey, you got to fish the moment. Things have changed. Uh, the day before I couldn't have thrown top water, but they got enough rain that it was just like four or five inches above the pond weed where I was at. And I was like, man, looks pretty juicy. So I started my morning on a point, um, doing just that, throwing a little bit of top water. Um, I didn't catch anything. I mean, it was a, it was a flat that kind of surrounded a point where I was at, um, I missed a, a fish around that flat drop off. Um, and there were people around me everywhere. Just, I mean, that's how it was, um, for a lake that small, we had at least 20 anglers on the water before we even launched. And there were still people back in boats in when we launched. So, I mean, it was, it was a boat show for sure. People were around uh, uh, us every day or all day. I mean, and, uh, uh, I went to that point and didn't catch anything. Um, kind of was like, all right, this is where I got the most bites in practice and I didn't find them here. So I scurried on and started kind of fishing down the bank, um, uh, on and off the ledge and onto the flat, just kind of searching for them. Um, I'm not a big, um, sonar user. I know that's an unpopular statement, especially in this climate. Um, I run 2D right now and waypoints. I have side imaging and I rarely use it. And honestly, like I do more fishing than I do screen watching or anything like that. Like I'm a caster. Um, I mean, there's plenty of people like Jordan Marshall, you know, Hobie Angler of the Year, doesn't really use electronics. I mean, Brent didn't have any electronics. He did good too. <laughs> he did. He did great. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I found a couple of fish early morning about nine. It's not, not crazy early, um, on a point, windy point. Um, and later in the day I'd heard people saying, oh, I saw shad spawning on the rocky windblown rocky points out by the dam. And I'm thinking, well, that what Chris okay. said. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I figured maybe that's what was going on, but at that point in time, I wasn't willing to bet everything on it. Um, but I did run a couple other points after that and it must've been when they had shut off, um, or either that or everybody caught them or worn them out and hadn't reloaded because I mean, everywhere I fished, except for the very first place I started, somebody had already been through, I guess just how it was. Um, and it, I eventually, uh, made my way back, uh, kind of fished some stuff I had had in practice that played out and nothing was playing out. So I went back to where I started and actually kind of waited in line to get onto this point. Uh, and I, I got on it and I put my power pole down and I just started making casts and I had 
three boats around me within a hundred yards all day from that point. I think people were waiting to get on this community ledge flat point area. Like it's just right outside of a spawning cove. They were stacking up and reloading. And I sat on that spot for like two hours probably. And I finished my limit there. Um, I pulled up, I got one about noon and then I caught two more uh, right before one. And after I got my limit, I was looking, I was sitting low 80s. I was like, I, I had a, like a 14 and a 16, I think, that I needed to upgrade at that point. Um, and so I backed off. I pulled the power pole up uh, reluctantly and kind of followed the ledge that was at the edge, kind of out, it runs out offshore into the middle of the lake. I just followed my followed my 2d and watched where it changed and kind of looked at my maps and was looking at the ledge and followed the ledge and just fished it um ended up catching a 19 and an 18 on that ledge and then um about two o'clock i got my 21 and a half and that was big bass and at that point that put me up like 95 i think um and then right like eight minutes before it was over, I caught another 19 inch fish. And so I pretty much sealed it at that point. Um, I'm not a guy who spends time really looking at tourney X while I'm fishing. I put that away. I take my phone out to take pictures of my fish and when it's done, it goes back in, you know, anybody who's on the water, they know I, I do, I turn the do not disturb on, like, you're not going to reach me. <laughs> Good luck. Like I need to do that because my wife blows me up and I freaking hate it. Yep. Yep. I can't be thinking about work or have anybody call me. So, you know, it goes on do not disturb and it comes out. It's a camera at that point, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much how my day went. How, how do you catch them out deep? Uh, I, I got them on plastics. I got them on a Texas rig, um, pretty much the whole day. Um, okay. it was, it's one of my confident baits and that's what I went with. Certain bait you want to give up? Uh, yeah, it was a rage crow. I mean, it, there's no secret around, especially around our club. Yeah, they know that's, that's something I like to throw. It's one of my something. favorites too. Yeah. Yeah. It works around here. That's a great bait. Yeah. All right. Well, dang, man, 98 inches. That's on a city lake. I mean, that's no matter where you're at, that's, that's pretty ridiculous, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I think there was a lot of concern from us, you know, just the size of that lake and the number of good anglers that we were expecting, how many people were going to be able to get a limit. I've, I've been on the lake a half dozen times and I've caught some, some great fish there, several over 21. Um, but I don't I think I've maybe caught a, a limit one time. And so that was my number one concern was how the heck am I going to catch five when there's 30 other guys out here trying to catch five. But uh, I don't know if it's, if it's that lake or if it was just when we hit it, but I, I don't know what the actual stats are, but uh, napkin math is something like 90% of the top 10 were there. 80% of the top 10 were there. And there were a lot of limits caught out of that lake. So there was a lot of fish caught on that, on that 250 acres last weekend it was really pretty it was something something to see for sure wow y'all go there again everybody will be on that like <laughs> you'll have to go to a different one they'll have to open mountain back up yeah oh there's yeah, a there are more city lake that was that was illegal to be on because it's too good uh, really well, it, does have it has a cap 
Yeah, they'll only allow 15 boats, and so. How do you choose? Yeah. Right. Josh has taken my money at that lake. Mm -hmm. That's that's one that I do do well at. Okay. So, uh, what what do y'all have going on the rest of the season with Oklahoma kayak anglers? We have call coming up next. It's a lake in north central Oklahoma, and one that a lot of a lot of us have never been at. It's an interesting pick, mm-hmm. um, which is which is great. I love, and that's another thing. You know, the big boat tournaments. There's there's a half dozen lakes in the state that they all go to over and over again, and you're just competing for weekends. But you get on a little 13 inch piece of, or 13 foot piece of plastic, and you can go dang near anywhere. And so uh, we get to see a lot of water that. Being a lifelong Oki, I haven't seen, and and so that's that's a really neat thing. Now, Cause is a little bit bigger of a lake, but I never known it as being a bass fishing one, so I'm really interested it's, to see how this goes. It's it's mainly for blue catfish is what it's known for, and it's also got good crappie in it too. Uh, I, I expect it's going to surprise a few people. Uh, I've heard good it. stuff about it's bass fishing. I've just never bass fished. It's always been <laughs> blue cats and crappie. I'd never been to Scott King before, so that was my first time there. I hope yeah. you guys do good at call. You gonna be Are there? You now gonna come? I'll, I'll be there. Oh, great! It's right next God- to me. It's only an hour away. <laughs> have the Godfather in our presence. That's right. I don't have to you're, drive. You're good luck hours. for us. Yeah, well, wherever he's at, it's going to be good. Well, 70, 74 anglers. I mean, y'all obviously have a great club. I know we've had Oklahoma kayak anglers on here before with a, a different tournament, but uh, yeah, Brent, you've done a great job with the club, sir. Because uh, seventy four, I just got the ball rolling. Other other guys have picked it up for me and done a good job with it. Well, and we've we've cracked a hundred a couple times. I think oh, yeah. our our season opener two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had was it mid eighties? Um, I think eighty three. And our season opener last year, I think we had 106. Wow. People. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking inches. No, boats. Yeah. 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 It's a great club. And the competition, like I said earlier, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever competed in. And there are some great anglers in, in Oklahoma. I think you kind of got to be, but um, our club has got them in it. That's for sure. It, it seems like even all the club, I mean, like all the clubs cross country, like the level of competition just in kayak fishing in general is going up every year. You know, pe- people talk about growing the store, sport, growing the sport, but a lot of that is not only new anglers, but people coming from the boat side. And, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of them people know how to fish. So if we grow the sport too much, we're going, <laughs> we're, we're bringing in a lot of hammers too. So that, that's tough, you know. But competition's good, so there we go. We got All a right. lot of good well, old boys that haven't been able to to boat fish either that are excellent fishermen. They they can just afford the kayaks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, Brent, uh, we want before we let you go, we want like to give everybody a chance to to shout out anybody that makes fishing easier for you. We'll start with you, Brent. Uh, I got to start with Tulsa Kayak, Oklahoma Kayak, Dave Lindo or Dave Lindo down there. I mean they. They've kept Oklahoma kayak anglers running since the beginning. They've been a great sponsor for us. Uh, then I got to thank my wife after that for letting me uh, go fish all these and putting up with me, putting all the time into it. Thank you for having having us on, Dan. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, man, smart man, thanking the wife. They almost went to university. They had a, because they have a degree in oil and gas, almost went, got my, they had some MBA at University of Tulsa with a energy deal. And where are the, like golden tornadoes or golden hurricanes or something golden like that? Hurricanes, yes. How they get? I still don't know how they got hurricanes, but all right, I know I'm sure it's some story. <laughs> all right, Chris, how about you, man? Yeah, I also have to thank Oklahoma City and Tulsa Kayak, uh, big supporters of the club. Uh, has, they've gotten me out of at least a pinch or two in just the past couple of years. So uh, big fans of that shop. My three girls, I got two little girls and my wife, and they put up with me and they listen to my fish stories and, and even look at my pictures at the end of the day. So couldn't do it without without their encouragement and their support. And then I'd also, I want to shout out to the OU Fishing Club. I'm the staff advisor for the for the student fishing club at the University of Oklahoma. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, great group of kids. Uh, we've got some a lot of new talent coming in. Y'all can find them on Facebook. Just look for uh, Oklahoma OU Fishing Club or OU Fishing and uh you know they especially there we go <laughs> hey, here we go <laughs> yeah 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 thanks man i appreciate being here yeah man i fished at montevello i love some kayak fishing yeah i mean uh well in the boats i love college fishing josh how about you man uh i gotta thank uh all my guys up the uh, board at the oka um there's a bunch of good guys up there who work really hard luke arian mike galbraith rusty helms uh josh massey all those guys are great guys i'm sure i'm missing everybody else you all know who you are um they do great work um uh, they put this on every year and it's i've been on the board brent and you, he's been the president he get a test it's it's not easy it is work um, it's phone calls and texts and, oh, we got to go pick up a trophy or so-and-so forgot the banner or, you know, it's something, it's always something. And those guys do great work. Um, I'm glad that they put it on. Um, I'm excited for their, everything that they've got going. Um, I want to thank, uh, Wu Tungsten there. They give me a good Woo! discount on my, my tungsten and, uh, I, I'm a loyal customer of theirs. So, uh, even before that, so. Uh, those are the people that make my life a little bit easier when fishing. There you go. And shout out to all the TDs and board members, committee members that, that make all the trails happen. It's, I know from experience, it's, it's a lot of, it takes a lot of time. Like yes. it's, it's, it's a time suck to, to do it and not get paid. So. And yeah. they can still come out and put a whooping on you too. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again for too long. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks guys. Thanks Dan. Thank you. There we go. Oklahoma guys. So we'll uh, talk about some tournaments here. First, we had the Paddle and Fin Open. That was in conjunction with the Cumberland Kayak Trail and Central Tennessee Kayak Anglers. They were on Dale Hollow, 43 anglers, and they do this every year. I know we talked about a lot on the different Paddle and Fin shows, but if you ever get the opportunity, go to Eastport Marina. Uh, come hang on at Dale Hollow. It's a great time, great lake. We always go the right time of the year during the spawn. Um, but I had 43 anglers. First place was Jared Johnson. He had 82 and a quarter. Greg Comfer, Kumpfner, Kumpfner, I think, um, with 70 and a quarter. And Robert Nolan, third, with 69 inches. Georgia Bass Nation Kayak Anglers and South Carolina Bass Federation Kayak Anglers. On, they were on Lake Hardwell, 88 anglers. Uh, Joseph Gayton, first place with 100 and a half inches. Sacked him up. Tom Kurzminski 
with 90 inches and Saturday Mill in third with 89 inches. And then there was also the Georgia Kayak Fishing League. They were also on Hartwell at the same time, so I'm guessing they had a joint deal. Uh, when he was in with 90 inches, Charles Shelnut in second with 86 and a half, and Joel Blair in third with 84 and a quarter. Mountain State Kayak Anglers, they were on Tiger River, 42 anglers. Travis Harper in first with 51 and three quarter, and this was three fish. Uh, Lance Griffith in second with 47 and a half, and Mike Holcomb with 42nd, 46 inches came in third. Clarksville Area Kayak Fishing Group on Kentucky Lake. Richard Bartzek with 85 and three quarter. Kirk Paragua, I hope that's right. Sorry, Kirk. Uh, 80, 78 and a quarter, and Chuck Ledbetter in third with 73 and a half. There was a native watercraft at No Limit Big Bass Power Hour on Lake Berryessa. I didn't get the numbers for the uh, for the actual big fish, but overall, it, there was a, it was a no limit where you can catch all you could. Uh, first place was Diego Kobayashi with 318 and a half. Good God. Uh, YouTube celebrity and Craig Blanchard with 308 and Michael Lavore with 289 and a quarter. And last but not least, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing on Brookville Lake, five fish limit. It was super tough because, I mean, they, they did not catch many fish. And I, I think only three people had at least three fish. Uh, first place was Sean Skidmore with 56 and a half. Rod, Ron Brumbeck with 42 inches. And third place, Jim Brown, five fish limit, 38 and three quarters. So, yeah, for some reason, it was brutal out there. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. I also shout out, um, I didn't get the numbers, but because it's on Fish and Chaos, but the KBF was on Caddo. Uh, the Pro Series was Josh Stewart. He won that. And day one, day two was Cody Milton. Uh, we had just had Cody Milton, Cody on last week, so decided to go with Oklahoma Kayak Anglers. But congrats to those guys. Great tournament, Caddo. It was on fire. A lot of people really, really caught them. So that was kind of have and have nots, but the people that did catch them really, really got on them good. So, yeah, good tournament. Uh, thanks again to the guys from Oklahoma Kayak Anglers being on, and uh, we'll see you all again next week. Appreciate you listening, and uh, make sure to always wear your PFDs out there. You know, it's still, still old and easy to get hypothermia. See you all again next week. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info 
the Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.